Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And a good morning to everybody out there in West Georgia. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Friday to you. We have got a lot to cover on the show, including a rematch of Super Bowl 53 as the Los Angeles Rams get their revenge on the Patriots. As a member of the military, I'll look back at the Army-Navy game and what does it mean to this country. And Paul George is going to be staying with the Los Angeles Clippers for four more years. And I'll make my football picks for week 14. All right, let's talk about this Thursday night game, the Los Angeles Rams taking on the New England Patriots. And of course, this was a rematch of Super Bowl 53 when Tom Brady won his sixth Super Bowl. It was in Atlanta. I was happy that the Super Bowl was in Atlanta, but it was one of the most boringest Super Bowls I've ever watched. And I was hoping for a great game and it wasn't a great game at all. It was a defensive struggle. And this time the Rams put the clamps on the Patriots. Cam Newton was sacked four times. He was benched for Jared Stidham. Coach Bill Belichick does say that they are going to stick with Cam Newton as a quarterback. This really puts the Patriots back as they're trying to get in the playoffs. They're now six and seven, and it's looking hard right now because of the position they're in. And if the Ravens and the Raiders continue to win, they're not going to be able to climb those two teams. The Rams are in a very good, favorable position in the NFC West. They're currently in first place at nine and four. They currently hold the tiebreaker with the Seattle Seahawks at eight and four. And with that 24-3 victory, Cam Akers running for 171 yards. Jared Goff wasn't perfect. He looked a little rattled at times. That Patriots defense, they got some players on there, and Bill Belichick can coach them up. But the Los Angeles Rams, going into next week, they'll take on the Jets, and then they will take on the Seahawks. And, of course, to close out the remainder of the regular season, they'll take on the Cardinals. It looks like the Rams have bounced back this year. Head coach Sean McVay doing a great job with that team. And they have the best wide receiver core in all of football, I think, in my opinion. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. They have Tyler Higby as a tight end. They have Everett. They're running backs. Running back by committee. Cam Akers is looking like to be their featured back. They do have Daryl Henderson. And they have Malcolm Brown. But Cam Akers had a game. And the Los Angeles Rams look really good. On the other side of the football, Cam Newton did not look all that good. He had a pick six, and he was sacked four times. And Jared Stidham was also sacked two times. The Rams' defense just came to play, and there was no answer. The Patriots, it's like topsy-turvy from last week after beating the Chargers 45 to nothing. They stayed on the West Coast to take on the Rams for this Thursday night game, playing on a short week. And they only managed to get three points. So it is disappointing if you are a Patriots fan. Looking at the remaining schedule for the New England Patriots, they are in danger of missing out in the playoffs for the first time since 2008 and possibly could have a losing record for the first time since the year 2000. That is unheard of. 
The question is, is the Patriots dynasty over? I'm not sure about that because I think if they draft a quarterback and Bill Belichick gets the right guy, the Patriot way, they're buttoned up. They could be a good team. I don't think they're going to be that dominant team that won six Super Bowls with Tom Brady. That was just a perfect marriage. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they had everything going well. Every Super Bowl that they were in, they were all close. In fact, some of them came down to a kick by Adam Vinatieri. The first Super Bowl when they took on the Rams, no one expected them to beat the Rams. The second Super Bowl, they had to rely on Adam Vinatieri again. They played the Eagles close. And then fast forward to when they finally won three more Super Bowls. Seattle, Atlanta, two crazy plays. Malcolm Butler picking off Russell Wilson at the goal line. The Patriots win that. Of course, the heartbreak locally here in Atlanta. The Falcons up 28-3 on the Patriots. That one still hurts. And then, of course, taking on the Rams in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. The Patriots winning six Super Bowls. I don't think that'll ever happen again. They could possibly win one, but the dynasty is over. They had the greatest 20-year run of any pro sports teams in my lifetime. But right now, 6-7, and seven, in danger of having a losing season, the New England Patriots will take on the Dolphins next week. That's going to be in Miami. That's going to be a very difficult game. Then they'll take on the Buffalo Bills, and then they'll wrap the season up with the New York Jets. So all division games, and the Patriots are poised to try to salvage the season. Bill Belichick has done a great job coaching because they lost a lot of players as they opted out, and they went with Cam Newton this year. And we don't know what the future is going to look like for Cam Newton going forward. All right, I want to reflect on the Army-Navy game and what it means to me. Being a member of the Army, I just have to say, go Army, beat Navy. But it is a very special rivalry. It doesn't matter what the records are. When Army takes on Navy, it just means more. Just having these two teams that have a lot of discipline going up against each other. And I've seen the Army-Navy game, and it's a lot bigger deal when you're on a military post. In 2004, I was deployed to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba which is a naval base. And so there's a lot of trash talking. There's a lot of bragging. It's bragging rights for the Army and the Navy. Navy beat Army nine straight times since I've been in the Army. They, the last time Army beat Navy in 2001, and then Navy had this incredible streak. Army was able to, to knock off Navy a couple of times. And of course, Navy won last year. And both programs have been doing very well. Both programs have been going to bowl games. I'm impressed with the way that the Army-Navy game has just been just a rich tradition. It's usually the only game that is televised in the FBS. But with COVID, we have a lot more college football games this weekend. So since I've been in the Army, Army has defeated Navy three times. And it was three straight years in a row, 2016 through 2018. Army defeated Navy. They were all close games. The Navy defeated them last year 31 to 7. Navy was actually ranked. One thing that is a disadvantage when Navy is really good and they have to play in the American Championship, they don't have a whole lot of time to prepare for that game because they have to play the Army game. And they actually will play it the week before. I also 
did not like the fact that they made all the college playoff announcements and all the bowl games, and then they go into the Army-Navy game. Because what if the Army-Navy game has college football playoff implications, especially if Navy is really good and they're competing for a possible New Year's Six bowl game? That is a possibility. And so... When I think of the Army-Navy game, I think of rich tradition, I think of bragging rights, I think of just, you have West Point, you have the Naval Academy, I've been to the Naval Academy in Annapolis, there's just a lot of rich tradition. And one thing about the Army-Navy game, they always pan to the fans, they have the cadets and the midshipmen. I'd like to see some fans that actually have an Army sweater or a Navy midshipman sweater. That'd be pretty cool. Well, it looks like Paul George is going to stay put in L.A. as he signed a four-year, $190 million contract. And what does this mean for Kawhi Leonard? Is he going to be next up? The Clippers, in my opinion, are the greatest threat to the Los Angeles Lakers. Kawhi's a great two-way player. So is Paul George, both of them together. They've got to get the chemistry down right before they can compete with the Lakers. Remember, they had the early exit in the bubble because they just didn't get the chemistry right. So congratulations to Paul George. Hopefully, he can just be the new face of L.A. And he's from L.A., so it's a good fit. And I'd like to see the L.A. Clippers compete with the Los Angeles Lakers for many years to come. I am so excited about the NBA season coming up as we have preseason tonight. And I cannot wait. Looking at the schedule, and I'll be watching. Some of these games are going to be televised. You got the Magic going up against the Hawks. The Knicks taking on the Pistons. The Rockets taking on the Bulls. That's going to be on NBA TV. The Clippers and the Lakers. And then you got the Kings and the Trailblazers. That will be on ESPN. What is the Sacramento Kings going to look like with Marvin Bagley the third, DeAndre Fox, Harrison Barnes? That's a very young nucleus led by head coach Luke Walton that could make some noise in the NBA playoffs. We've got some big college football games coming up this week, including Georgia taking on Missouri, Alabama, and Arkansas. Of course, the Michigan-Ohio State game is canceled due to COVID. Also, the Oklahoma-West Virginia game is also canceled due to COVID. Another ranked matchup, the North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the Miami Hurricanes. We had some college football yesterday. As Pittsburgh defeated Georgia Tech, and he also had Southern Miss defeat Florida Atlantic. Georgia Tech just having a bad season. They're now 3-7. and seven. Their season is over. Is head coach Jeff Collins on the hot seat? How is it that Georgia Tech cannot recruit? Remember the glory days with Paul Johnson when they went to the ACC Championship in 2009? When they went to the Orange Bowl in 2009 and then in 2014 they defeated Mississippi State in the college, the New Year's Six Playoff Bowl in the Orange Bowl. Georgia Tech, it wasn't always pretty and when they ran that triple option, sometimes they ran it very well. They had running backs like Jonathan Dwyer, Roddy Jones. They had just great wide, great wide receivers, Demarius Thomas. They had Stephen Hill. They had, And of course, they had Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson, aka Megatron, was big when I first moved to Atlanta and Georgia Tech was decent. I mean, they were, they were a seven-win program, even with head coach Chan Gailey. When they got Paul Johnson, he ran the triple option and it was exciting. It, it was electrifying. They relied on it a lot and they went for it on fourth down. Their kicking day, their kicking game suffered and it was hard to pass to a wide receiver like Demarius Thomas, somebody that 
was drafted high in the NFL, and that was something that Georgia Tech was known for. And since then, they have fallen off the map. In fact, I don't even think they're the second best program in the state of Georgia. I think Georgia Southern has overtaken them, and possibly Georgia State. I mean, it's embarrassing. If you are a Georgia Tech alumni, you should be embarrassed that they can't get the job done in the ACC, that Georgia still owns this state. You've seen, I know they didn't play the Georgia-Georgia Tech game this year, but Georgia has defeated Georgia Tech, and they have owned that series. Yikes. All right, it's time to make my NFL picks. I'm excited about these picks for week 14. The Houston Texans will travel to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. The Bears were 5-1, and one, and they have lost six straight. Houston is favored by one. Deshaun Watson can throw the ball. Houston has pretty good players. They will not have Will Fuller. The mystery is, can this Bears defense stop the bleeding? Can Chicago break that losing streak and get a win? They are still in the playoff chase. I think they actually will get it done. It's not going to be because of Mitchell Trubisky. It's going to be because of that Bears defense. And they get the job done 19-16. to All right, the Dallas Cowboys, who are playing on a short week, will travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The Cowboys are favored by 3.5, and, and they do have talent, despite what you think. Andy Dalton is going to go back to Cincinnati to take on his former team. This is going to be an emotional game for Andy Dalton, and I think that the Cowboys get the win. The Cowboys win this game 31-23, to and they will push their record to 4-9. Still alive for the playoffs, but it's a very slim hope. The Kansas City Chiefs will travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins actually play very hard for Coach Brian Flores. And despite Tua Tagovailova causing the Dolphins to lose games, he's actually not making that many mistakes. And the Dolphins are buttoned up as a team. They have a good defense. But Kansas City is on another level. They have won 20 of their last 21 games. And they are just hot. It's no, There's no stopping the Kansas City Chiefs. They are the best team in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes has taken his game to another level. He's got weapons everywhere. Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football. Tyreek Hill could be the fastest wide receiver. You also have Sammy Watkins. You have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And you have Le'Veon Bell. One thing about the Kansas City Chiefs, their offensive line. They keep Patrick Mahomes upright, and he does not make mistakes. This Chiefs team is also good on defense. And I think Kansas City will win this game. It's not going to be much of a shootout, but they will win the game 24-20. The Arizona Cardinals will travel to the Giants. And the Cardinals are favored by three. The Cardinals have lost a couple of games. They have actually lost the Arizona Cardinals since that Hail Mary in the desert to defeat the Buffalo Bills. They have lost three straight games and they currently are six and six. They're taking on a Giants team that has won six straight games after starting the year one and seven. The Giants are currently in first place in the NFC East, but the Cardinals are favored. The Giants' defense stifled the Seattle Seahawks last week. Can they do the same thing to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals? I think that the Giants do get the victory and the Cardinals will get themselves out of the playoff spot. Giants win this one 20 to 19. It'll be a close game. All right, the Minnesota Vikings will travel to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is favored by six and a half. The Buccaneers coming off a bye. Bruce Arians is going to get this team fired up. They're going to start looking at the mistakes they've made and correct them. The Vikings, even though they're really 
being carried by Dalvin Cook. With the Vikings going up against the Buccaneers, can Tom Brady limit the mistakes? The front seven for the Buccaneers are great. They're going to try to stop Dalvin Cook. The Vikings right now currently hold the sixth seed. If the Vikings currently hold the seventh seed in the playoff hunt, but I think the Tampa Bay has just too much firepower and Tom Brady gets the victory 23 to 20. The Denver Broncos will travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Panthers are favored by three. This is a rematch of that famous Super Bowl in San Francisco. This is a rematch of that famous Super Bowl. This is a rematch of Super Bowl 50. And a lot of the players have changed. No more Cam Newton. No more Peyton Manning. But the Panthers have an electric weapon, Christian McCaffrey. Can Teddy Bridgewater limit the mistakes? They did a great job last weekend. They did a great job beating the Lions, and then they almost beat the Vikings last week. They still have something to play for. Head coach Matt Rule has done a good job. The Broncos showed a lot of poise almost beating the Chiefs last week. So even though it's a matchup of two teams that are not very good, they are playing in Carolina. So I think that will be the fi- factor. That will be the that will be the deciding factor. And Carolina wins this game 17-13, to a battle of two defenses. <clears throat> the Tennessee Titans will travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Titans are favored by seven and a half. The Jaguars, after winning their opener, has lost 11 straight. They are the second worst team in the league, and they are projected to pick up. They're projected to draft Justin Fields in the 2021 NFL Draft. This team just does not have talent. Mike Glennon's now a quarterback. They went from Gardner Minshew to Jake Luton, now to Mike Glennon. There's not a whole lot of talent on this team. The Tennessee Titans felt embarrassed after losing to the Cleveland Browns last week. They almost came back in that game, but the Titans have something to prove. Derrick Henry is just going to run all over the place. A.J. Brown, that could be the best combo wide receiver running back in the league. Ryan Tannehill is going to limit the mistakes. Even though the Titans' defense is average, Jacksonville is not going to be able to move the ball on them. And I think the Tennessee gets the victory 29-23. to The Indianapolis Colts will travel to Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, who are there just ecstatic after that Hail Mary to Henry Ruggs to defeat the Jets, they had no business winning that game. 7-5, and five, the Raiders are still trying to get into the playoffs, but this Colts team is just on another level. They are a very well-run organization, and the Raiders are just, they are topsy-turvy. They're great one week, and then they're bad the next week. They've been bad the last two weeks. Can they get off the mat and actually turn things around? Can Josh Jacobs run the ball for them? Can Derek Carr limit the mistakes and pass to Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro? He's got weapons all over. The Raiders don't really have a defense. Their only defensive end that is an impact maker is Max Crosby. But the Indianapolis Colts, led by Phillip Rivers, led by the game plan of Frank Reich, a great head coach. He knows how to get the Colts to win this game. And I think that the Colts will win this game and it will be close. It'll be 24 to 23. You got the New York Jets, 0-12, taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks were embarrassed by the Giants last week. That was a complete mismatch. The D-line just overpowered the Seahawks' offensive line, and Russell Wilson was running for his life. Even with that, Seattle still almost pulled it off because Russell Wilson had the ball at the end of the game. This time, 
it will not matter. The Seattle Seahawks will put this game away early. The Jets have no talent. Sam Darnold is running for his life. He needs to get out of New York. Adam Gase is just a terrible head coach. They fired their defensive coordinator, Greg Williams. They are just a debacle, especially after losing to the Raiders last week. Not going to get any easier as Seattle is trying to catch pace with the Rams because they have a huge showdown with the Rams in a couple of weeks. And they are just trying to just stay the course so they can win the NFC West. They will win this one, and this will be a coming out party for Russell Wilson. They win this one 38 to 17. The Green Bay Packers will travel to Detroit to take on the Lions. Lions are 1 and 0 with head coach Daryl Bevel. Matt Stafford, this is a this is one of those games where the Lions find a way to defeat the Packers. They always play them well in Detroit. And I think that Matt Stafford is going to limit the mistakes. They have found their running back in DeAndre Swift. The Lions at times can show greatness. We don't know if Kenny Galladay is going to be back, but they do have Marvin Jones. They do have TJ Hawkinson. The defense for the Lions, it was led by Matt Patricia. He is gone. Now you got an offensive-minded head coach, Daryl Bevel. As many of you know, he is famous for calling that play at the goal line in the Super Bowl with for the Seahawks. He used to be the Seahawks offensive coordinator. And I think that Matthew Stafford will outduel Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers, they are such a mystery. They are a pretty good team, but they're not a great team. They're too reliant on wide receiver Devontae Adams. I think that Jeff Okuda will line up with Devontae Adams, which will force Aaron Rodgers to try to find other wide receivers. This could be a very close game. I think the Packers will win, but they the Lions will cover, and the Packers will win this game 23-20. The New Orleans Saints will take on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Saints will welcome back the Saints will welcome back Drew Brees, and the Eagles are going to start Jalen Hurts. This game is in Philadelphia. This could be an upset. The Eagles' defensive line, the Eagles' defensive line is pretty good. And the Saints, they started one and two, and they have won nine straight. This could be a game where they overlook this opponent, and I think the Eagles could get the victory. I'm not going to call the upset by the Eagles, but I think the Eagles make it close. It's a trap game for the New Orleans Saints, and the Eagles have a little firepower with the Eagles have to prove something with Jalen Hurts. I think the Eagles are still alive for the playoffs in the battle for the NFC East. And I think the Eagles could get the victory, but I'm going to call the 23-20 win by the Saints as they try to continue pushing for home field advantage in the NFC. All right, the Atlanta Falcons will travel to LA to take on the Chargers. The Chargers were embarrassed last week by the New Orleans. The Chargers were embarrassed by the New England Patriots last week, 45 to nothing. Anthony Lynn is not a great coach. I think he's on the hot seat. I I think he's going to get let go at the end of the season. Justin Herbert, a great, talented quarterback. This is one of those games where Justin Herbert could just put up MVP numbers against the Falcons. I'm done picking for the Falcons. This is one of those games where I think the Falcons are just going to make too many mistakes and they're going to lose this game. I'd be shocked. I would not be shocked if they won this game, but even though the Falcons are favored by two and a half, they just have so they they make too many mistakes. And it is time for the Falcons to turn into another direction. I know that they're talking about getting Lewis Riddick as the GM. I'd love to see a Lewis Riddick. Eric Bieniemy GM head coach combo that would be great get rid of offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter I mean he is just pedestrian at best and it is just very difficult 
to watch the Falcons just just give up on games. I'm not saying give up on Matt Ryan, but I think the Chargers are going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it 38-31 to because Justin Herbert is going to outduel Matt, Matt Ryan. He's going to show that he is a talented quarterback, and he will make the throws. The Chargers still have a lot of talent. The Washington football team will travel to... Arizona to take on the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are favored by three, playing on a short week. After getting embarrassed by Buffalo, what does Kyle Shanahan do? He makes adjustments. His game plan is great. Even though the Washington football team's defense is good, their offense led by Alex Smith, how emotional will it be for Alex Smith to take on his former team? He will limit the mistakes, but I think the 49ers will run the ball and they will find a way to win this game with a running scheme by Kyle Shanahan, ball control, and they are going to limit the mistakes. They still have a lot to play for, still in the playoff chase at five and seven. Both teams are actually in the playoff chase at five and seven. So this will be a very big game for both teams. I think the 49ers come out on top 24 to 20. The Sunday night football game, the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Buffalo Bills. Both teams playing on a short week. Not much of an advantage for either team. The Bills are playing at home. Josh Allen looked like an MVP on Monday night. Pittsburgh got exposed by the Washington football team. Pittsburgh at 11-1 are not really all that great of an 11-1 team. And I think that they will get exposed once again and Buffalo will get the victory 28-17 which means the Kansas City Chiefs will be the number one seed in the National Football League. All right, the Monday night game, you got the Baltimore Ravens, who got a very impressive win over the Cowboys to start to go to 7-5. and five. They'll take on the Cleveland Browns. Remember the last time these two teams played, and Cleveland, the last time these two teams played, it was the opener, and Baltimore defeated Cleveland 38-6. to six. Cleveland is a lot better now. Baker Mayfield is limiting the mistakes. What he did against the Tennessee Titans, that was his best game as a Cleveland Brown. The Browns are for real, 9-3. They are the number one wild card team. They're trying to keep pace with the Pittsburgh Steelers because there is a chance that they could be playing the Steelers for the division. The Browns looking the Browns are looking really good and Baltimore is playing on a very short week. Lamar Jackson is going to run into that defense and Cleveland is playing at home and I think that Cleveland gets the win. They will win this game 26-17. to They will find a way to contain Lamar Jackson, and they'll get the win to go to 10-3. And, and looking at their schedule, the Cleveland Browns, they'll take on the New, York, the New York football Giants and the New York Jets, and then they will finish the season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. One thing that I'm very disappointed in, and it hurts to, to hear this, they moved the 49ers-Cowboys game in two weeks out, out of the flex position. They are no longer the Sunday night football game. It's now the Browns and the Giants. And what does that tell you about two teams that they thought were going to be good this year? Both teams are having a down year, but that means that that rivalry doesn't mean anything anymore. That was a very special rivalry in the 1970s and in the 1990s. Of course, I was a little kid when Joe Montana threw that ball to Dwight Clark, but I don't remember that game. Talking about the 1981 NFC Championship game where where the 49ers went to the Super Bowl and they won their first ever Super Bowl. 
Then fast forward to 1992, where Jimmy Johnson is the head coach for the Cowboys, and he just made all these great moves, trading Herschel Walker for seven other players, drafting Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, and he's going up against a 49ers team that passed the torch from Joe Montana to Steve Young. And now Steve Young's a quarterback. The 49ers were 14-2, and two, and they look great. And they lost that game in San Francisco, 30-20. to 20. It was a just a muddy game. And then the following year, the Cowboys defeated the 49ers in Dallas. And it was a lot bigger score, 38-20. to 20. And they won their second Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy Johnson left. And the Cowboys had a coach by the name of Barry Switzer, who is a college coach. He did lead, lead, he did lead Oklahoma to a 1985 national championship. But the 49ers pretty much stacked the deck on that team. The 1994 49ers looked great, especially picking up Deion Sanders. They picked up Ricky Jackson, Gary Plummer, Lee Woodall. They drafted Bryant Young. They were just, it was a remake. It was a makeover on that defense. And the 49ers had the ingredients to stop Dallas in the NFC Championship game in 1994. Then you go to 1995. The 49ers lost Ricky Waters to free agency to the Philadelphia Eagles. The 49ers also did not have much of a running game. They also lost Deion Sanders to the Dallas Cowboys. And the, the 49ers lost to the Packers in the playoffs. Dallas ends up playing Green Bay in the NFC Championship game, and they go on to win the Super Bowl. So they won three Super Bowls in the 1990s. They haven't been back to the NFC Championship game since. And in, every time these two teams play, it's just not that special. I know that with T.O. going to the star in the year 2000, that was great. I saw the 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys in the 2014 home opener. That was the game where Colin Kaepernick was still with the 49ers. I would have liked to see the 49ers and Cowboys on Sunday night football, but because these teams are just having two down years, they decided to flex that game out of the Sunday night slot. Very disappointing. All right, that is my show. Okay, that's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all the listeners, everybody who has downloaded and subscribed to my podcast. It's very special, especially how far that this show has how far the show has gone. I just want to say thank you. And as we close out 2020, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have a special show. I don't know when I'm going to do the show, but it's going to be a reflect back the year of sports in 2020, how crazy this year has been with COVID. And we have got through it together. And I feel that 2021 is going to be just as special and I hope that everybody has a great Christmas holiday. I will talk to you Monday. And we will do this once again. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. 
All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.